Saturn in Aquarius, the seventh house. This is the house of others and close intimate relationships. This is the beginning of the other houses. This is where we see things starting to shift from a personally focused perspective and then the scope starts to widen to encompass other people. It's where we start to be above the horizon line. So things are beginning to become more out in the open and more public and more visible. This week's episode is going to really be about things that have to do with other people. When you are above the horizon line, think of it like that. Think of the horizon line as just this middle line where if you are above it, all those things are out in the open and other people can see them. And it generally has to do with your relationship to others and even other people's relationship to you. Whereas below the horizon line, that's all personal. It's all very personal and it's more about you and not so much other people, maybe your relationship to them, but it's really more self-focused when you are below the horizon line. Today, we're really going to get into our relationship with other people and other people's things and just how they perceive us and how we want to be perceived. This is the first house we're really going to see that. And this is the house that has to do with others that are close to you. It's typically romantic relationships or really close partnerships. This is the house of marriage and long-term partnerships. And with that said, the relationships we see here will not always be romantic, but they will be with someone who you have a long-standing bond with and a very strong bond. You will often encounter what you don't identify with in this house. And that's because it's the other. It's not about you right now. This isn't the me, me, me show anymore. This is the, the other show right now. So when I say you encounter what you don't identify with, an example of that would be me and my husband. So he's a very Venusian man, and I'm a very Martian woman. Any planets we see here are going to have a lot of pull. Just like in the first house, and with the fourth house, and even the tenth, this is going to be a heavier return because it's an angular house. Saturn in this house in general makes these people cautious and serious in their relationships. They take things slow and are usually hesitant to commit. They prefer someone mature and will often link up with someone older than themselves. It's no surprise that the theme of this return placement is going to be close relationships and most likely romantic ones. There are all kinds of different ways this could shake out because there's so many different stages of relationships and even just relationship types. So I'm going to try to break this down into a couple different categories. I'm going to break it down into single, which means dating, not dating, divorced, etc., in a relationship, married, and then non-romantic relationships. And I'm going to go through all four of those, and kind of describe what the return could be. The seventh house is a tricky one to kind of nail down. It's very situational, very, very situational, because relationships are extremely situational, and they're very fluid, and people have different ways of defining their relationships. So with this one, you're really going to have to know your situation and understand how it's going to impact you, but I will do my best to give examples for all of them. So for single people, whether you're dating around or not interested in anyone at all, or even recently trying to get back into the game, your return is going to be a time of trial and error. Saturn is going to want you to take things slow and steady, especially if you've been recently burnt or are currently healing emotionally. This could be a very frustrating period, especially if you're wanting to find someone to be serious with. 
If things haven't worked out in the past, look to the past and look at those mistakes and those missteps and see what you can learn from them. Maybe you were the one that was making all the mistakes or repeating bad habits, or maybe you just were dating people who were wrong for you. Maybe you kept choosing a very particular type of person that just doesn't fit with you, and now's the time to try to break out of that cycle. And the Aquarian influence is the one that's going to want you to break out of your typical dating pool. Try something new and give people you wouldn't normally a chance. Aquarius is saying for you to have fun. And Saturn is saying that it's okay because you don't have to commit to anything right now until you know all the facts about these people. It's just try something new. You know, give it a shot maybe. Maybe you need someone to shake you up and real make you realize what you really like in others. The other thing about this house is we're in a pandemic <laughs> and dating is hard right now. Dating is not, dating's hard on its own. You know, dating's not always the most fun for a lot of people just in general, but then you throw a pandemic on top of it and it's like, okay, so how am I dating? Am I dating at all? Am I just online dating? Literally just online dating? Like, do I have an internet boyfriend now? I don't know. (laughs) So for single people, the return might be literally stopping you from dating right now because it's kind of hard to see other people in the moment. So use this time to work on yourself and ask yourself, If I was a prospective date, would I want to date me? This is very much a time of self-reflection and where you can work on yourself so you can attract the love that you want. And I think in a strange way, I'm not saying that, you know, astrology caused the pandemic by by any means because it did not. But as a very situational thing for this house, I would say that this is Saturn saying, you know, slow your roll and really think about who you commit yourself to and what you want to commit yourself to. Like, what type of person do you want to be with? That is what this house is saying for all the singletons out there. If you are in a relationship, this one is a little easier and a little bit more straightforward. For some people, we'll see that the idea of marriage can come up. It's a very much uh, shit or get off the pot type situation, type feeling is what I'm getting for this. But for others, It might be a wake-up call that they might be potentially committing themselves to the wrong person. So really, if you are in a relationship and you have Saturn and Aquarius in the seventh house, it boils down to one or two options. You'll either finally be taking the plunge or you'll finally be pulling the plug on the relationship. You'll finally be getting out of there. If you've been having that feeling for a while, now might be the time that it happens. And to be clear, Taking the plunge does not have to mean marriage. It can mean moving in with someone, buying a house together, buying a dog together. Anything that is symbolic of further cementing a relationship, that could happen. And that could come up. And you know what that looks like for you. So apply it here. And honestly, with Saturn and Aquarius, it's really likely that we're going to see a lot of non-traditional relationships. The tension for these natives will likely come from their partner wanting something more than they're ready or they're willing to commit to. So if you're in a relationship, it might be, since this is the house of others, it might be your partner who is pressuring you to get a dog or to move in together. Or if you've been in a very long-term committed relationship, then it might be to get married. And maybe you're ready and maybe you're not. Again, that's for you to decide what you're going to do with the pressure that Saturn applies here. 
Now let's talk about if you're already married. If you're already in a seriously committed relationship or married, then you can expect marital tension, just plain and simple. You and your partner might be highly critical of each other during this period, and all I can say is that you should try to make it constructive. Think of the ideals of Saturn and know that you can get through this rough patch and you can come out on the other side stronger and even more bonded should you choose to do so. The Aquarian influence is where things could get interesting. Like I said before, Aquarius is a rule breaker and just goes against the status quo. Aquarius really loves to change things up and just allow everyone to be who they are and who they want to be. We could see people attempting open marriages or open relationships during this period of time. Saturn is going to want to keep a sense of commitment and the rules. So if you fall into this category where you're in a serious relationship or you're married and you want to spice things up or you just need to do something different to satiate your own needs, then make sure you have open communication with your partner and you set clear guidelines and boundaries. That'll keep Saturn happy while you entertain the Aquarian ideals. Now on to non-romantic relationships. While the seventh house is heavy on romantic relationships, it doesn't always have to be romantic. We could see shakeups with close business partners or even someone we consider a platonic soulmate. Overall, this is going to be a period where you're highly critical of the ones you love and who you decide to closely associate with. You could find yourself reevaluating who you consider as inner circle people, and it's a time where you start thinking about the quality of the individuals you surround yourself with over the quantity of them. This return can be painful if you decide you have to make changes that no longer allow you to see or be with someone you had once considered very close to you. It focuses on the question, who do I want to take into adulthood with me? Who do I really, truly want to be by my side? So if you are a Saturn and Aquarius, seventh house babe, the biggest thing that you're going to be focusing on over the next two and a half to three years is really just your inner circle. Who are your people? Who are the ones that you hold near and dear? Your chosen family. Who are those people? And making sure that they are going to be around for a long time and that you're making the right choices with them. If you are on the fence about a relationship or if you're ready to take your relationship to the next step, you can bet that during the next three years, you are going to have to make that decision. Saturn in Aquarius, the eighth house. This is the house of other people's possessions, debts, money, death, and sex. This is like the second house, but with the focus on others. We see things like inheritance and other people's assets come up here. And when I think of inheritance, I don't just think material and money. I also think of people handing down or passing on information and skills, even secrets, even just passing on something that's very spiritual and secret. I feel that is also a signification of this house as well. It's basically anything that can be gifted to you from another person. The death signification can be a spiritual death, meaning a more transformative experience but it can also be a true physical death. While the seventh house return has the potential to be frustrating, annoying, and a little heartbreaking, the eighth house has the potential to just be flat out devastating. So in my opinion, there's no easy way 
to talk about the eighth house, and certainly you cannot talk about it in a lighthearted way when Saturn is involved. I'm going to give this portion of the return straight up, and I'm just going to be very real with you all. I'm going to come right out of the gate and get this one out of the way. There's a possibility for an actual death to occur with this return. There are many other factors that would play into this, but it cannot be ruled out or ignored. Natives with Saturn in the 8th could experience the loss of someone. This would then trigger the notion of having to further dive into someone else's finances or be in the realm of their inheritance. Death doesn't need to occur for other people's money or possessions to be a theme here, though. We could see these themes come up through having to help a parent out with their debts or finding out your partner has a gambling problem. And the reason I'm using more negatively spun examples is because this is your Saturn return. But this house doesn't always mean bad. It can be good things, just typically not during this period of time. As I said before, it doesn't have to be a physical death. You might have someone close to you who's going through some big changes, and they will require your help to get through this time of being what feels like being reborn. These natives are going to be taking care of other people and other people's problems for the next three years. The significations of the previous house are going to bleed into this one to tell us how the return will unfold. I foresee a lot of natives with this placement having to take care of their partner's finances. And again, maybe you find out they've been hiding debts or they haven't been saving as much money as you had thought they were. It could also be a hoarding of stuff type situation. Maybe your partner holds on to things that are unnecessary and you think it's time to confront this situation before it gets any worse. Or maybe they have some sort of shopping addiction where that's mixing both finances and the material. If we look at the Aquarian aspect, we could see someone who is at odds with their partner or loved one because they won't stop using Amazon, or they're being a mindless, capitalistic consumer, and maybe that doesn't jive with your Aquarian ideals. It's going to be reconciling how you deal with how other people deal with their money and their possessions. Overall, natives with this return can expect the unexpected from the people around them. Your partner may reveal something shocking to you that could ultimately change the course of your relationship. An actual death is a very real outcome. And this could also be a time of sexual healing and confronting past sexual traumas. This Saturn return has the potential to be very hard and depressing. It doesn't mean it will be, though. But I would be lying if I said it would be all roses, and I don't lie. Allow yourself the time you need when you need it during this return. Although this house is a house of others, know that you will need to step back from it all so you can take care of yourself. Even though you may face hardships during this transit, you're going to learn a great deal about yourself and you're going to find strength you didn't know you had. Allow the hardships to transform you and free you. Try not to resist, but also stand your ground when you need to. So if you are Saturn and Aquarius in the eighth house, it's going to be a balance of taking care of other people and other people's problems, and then realizing when you have to step back and heal yourself. And you might lose someone, you might lose something, someone close to you might lose someone. This is a house of others, so it might not be that you lose someone personally, but someone close to you lost someone, and then you have to really help them through that. 
it's a house that you can't resist it and you can't fight it because it's going to happen no matter what. So really use the ideals of Saturn and really ground yourself and plant your feet and know that you are sturdy and strong. And then use the Aquarian ideals to know that you are also free-flowing and you can open your heart and you can open your mind and allow the changes to come and you can find the good in them. Saturn in Aquarius in the ninth house. This is the house of long-distance travel, philosophy, and higher education. Religion and magic also fall under this house, so things like astrology and occult studies will be found here. This house also has to do with epic journeys, and it always reminds me something similar to the hero's journey. It's more about the direction the native is going in life and the adventure that they're on, but not necessarily what they do in life. This house is when things start to get really visible. We're well above the horizon line now, my moon babes, so things are starting to get really out in the open. The last thing we see here is big book publications happening in this house, whereas the third house is more routine publications. So again, putting out a blog every week, putting out a podcast every week. The ninth house is about those big kind of one-off publications. So writing your autobiography or your manifesto or your greatest work, and then you finally publish it. A hero's journey, a big, long, beautiful journey. That's what the ninth house is about. When Saturn is in the ninth house, the native is highly philosophical or into religious studies. So when their return comes around, one theme we'll see is the native questioning their sense of religion or their understanding of the world. Saturn is going to push these people to think about their beliefs and what it is they actually subscribe to. An example of this is maybe you were a devout Christian and now you're questioning the existence of God or even vice versa. You could have been a strict atheist and now you've taken an interest in Buddhism. Saturn is going to want you to ground yourself in some sort of religion or at least a philosophy that you can model your life after. Aquarius is going to make it interesting and probably have you break out and break away from anything you've previously believed in or were raised to believe. So you're really getting out of that comfort zone. Welcome the exploration with open arms and know that your faith or lack of faith will still be there should you decide that change is not for you. But I think branching out will be great for these natives. This is a time of exploration and you know that Saturn has your back. Yes, Saturn is the one pressuring you to kind of get out there and change and mix things up, but that's a beautiful thing. And maybe it's just all my mutable signs in my chart speaking right now, but I really think that allowing yourself to explore and open your mind is an amazing thing. And again, at the end of the day, you can go back. I'll use myself for an example. Say this was my return, and I decided, you know what? I don't think I want to study astrology. I want to study something else completely, and I want to see if that sticks with me more. I want to see if that is where my true identity and my true ideals are. And if I find that the new thing doesn't work, I can always go back. Astrology will welcome me back with open arms, and the same thing will happen if you are an atheist, a Christian, anything. If you are, if you're Jewish, if you are Buddhism, if you're Muslim, all of it. It will still be there when you come back. So do not be afraid to explore and open your mind and try something new during this next three-year period. Besides religion and philosophy, Saturn is going to push the issue of education and foreign affairs. If you've been putting off taking classes or enrolling yourself in a program to further your studies, 
Saturn is literally going to roll his eyes and just be like, what are you waiting for? Why do you need the invitation? Now is the time. Here's your sign. Like, go ahead, go. There's going to be an urgency to want to travel, but COVID is obviously going to put a screeching halt to that. So since you won't be able to get the travel bug out of your system, you might as well focus your efforts on your studies and take the classes you know you want or need to take. There are tons, thousands of resources online. You can purchase pretty much any masterclass or training you want on the internet. And it's like a module that they just take you through and it's like being in a class and you can take notes. I've done it personally, it's wonderful. But also if you don't have the money for that or you don't feel like paying for that, YouTube's a beautiful place, people. (laughs) YouTube has so many people, amazingly smart, educated people on there talking about the things they love and their passions and really enlightening others. So just even start there. Start going on YouTube or just searching Google and finding those things and you can find free resources anywhere. This return is all about refining your beliefs and your skills before you step into adulthood. It's about knowing who you are in a more complete way. It speaks to the spiritual and intellectual side of you that others are going to see. The question you should be asking yourself is, what do I want other people to know about me? For example, I'm Delena, and I'm a Stoic philosopher and a Hellenistic astrologer. I don't think those things define me, but I think they are a huge part of who I am. I mean, Stoic philosophy basically shapes a good portion of my personality because I practice it. I practice it as much as I can. I read about it and I really try to implement the ideals of Stoic philosophy into who I am. So it is kind of a big deal for me. Again, it doesn't define me wholly, but it is a part that defines the bigger picture of me. So this is about finding an area of study to really sink yourself into and believe in. Aquarius wants to know what it is that you believe so strongly in that you're willing to root your identity in it and speak on behalf of it to others. And Saturn is here to make sure you do that topic justice and you know what you're talking about. So Aquarius wants you to be open-minded and explore new things, but Saturn wants you to be grounded and to not speak out of turn and to really understand what you're talking about. This return seems like a halfway decent one, honestly, but I would say that because of my Sagittarius placements and I love mental exploration, so this return sounds awesome to me. But in reality, this return can really shake someone's foundations. It has the potential to take everything someone ever believed in and shatter it, causing them to have to reform all of their beliefs. It's sort of like an identity crisis, but within the area of your core personal beliefs. Again, for me, changing what I believe and exploring mentally and spiritually is fun. I like that. But some people, especially with Saturn in the ninth, need it. It's their grounding foundation. So when your grounding foundation gets shook and cracked and it crumbles and you have to rebuild it, that can be devastating. So for the natives in this house, please just take it slow and don't take on too much too fast. Remember, you've got about three years of this, so you have plenty of time to dip your toes in other things and really explore and just learn more in general. This is all about learning. Take this as an opportunity to learn more. Saturn in Aquarius, the 10th house. This is the house of career, 
public life, and it is also the most visible house. This is the house where we put ideas into action. It has to do with achievements, typically workplace ones, or at least ones that are very public. The three R's are seen here, role, rank, and reputation. Any planets here are like a crown on your head. So if you have Saturn here, then I'm sorry, but you happen to be wearing a Saturnian crown, which comes with a lot of responsibility and seems very, very heavy. Saturn being placed here is actually not that bad. The ambition and drive that Saturn bestows in a native with this placement will push them to achieve many great things during their lifetime. During the time of the first return, Saturn is going to urge the native to start taking their career seriously. It's time to assess where you want to go and how you're going to get there. Anyone experiencing this return will greatly question their purpose and what it is they want to contribute to the world in terms of their career. Many of you 10th house babes might make a career change, you might switch fields entirely, or you're going to decide it's time to start climbing the ladder within your current company. The Aquarian influence is going to want you to keep the humanitarian core values in mind while you make these changes to your public life. So you're going to be asked to follow your truth and your values. Use your unmatched work ethic and domineering spirit to make real, lasting change in the world. You need to be aligning yourself with your highest purpose, and that's where you're really going to shine. This is going to be a period of figuring out how you can blend your passion, purpose, and career all into one. Speaking outside of career, Saturn is going to want you to think about your public image. This may or may not have anything to do with your career, but either way, you'll want to start taking how other people perceive you in the public eye more seriously. The question these natives have to ask themselves is, how is it I want to be viewed professionally? What is my mission statement? I love that for the 10th house. What is my mission statement? And it doesn't have to be solely a career thing. It can be just publicly. If I was wearing a billboard that had my mission statement on it and I was walking around, you know, a city and people could see it, what would I want it to say? That's what you need to ask yourself if you have Saturn in the 10th. What is your mission statement? And that's what you're going to honestly be figuring out over the next three years. This return doesn't sound as daunting as a lot of the other ones, and in some ways it's not, but there is a catch. Saturn is your crown. This is the most visible house, which means this could be the most visible glow up, or it could be the most visible crash and burn. Be diligent, dedicated, and ready to buckle down, and I'm sure you 10th house honeys won't have any problems. But if you fight the change, and you refuse to make any real progress, well then that Saturnian crown might start to feel a little heavy, and it might start to slip. And that's when you're going to feel like you're out of alignment. A lot of the Saturn return has to do with just staying in alignment and really sticking true to you, especially with that Aquarian influence. I cannot say it enough. Find out who you are, what your truth is, and wear it like a billboard, especially in the 10th house. Saturn in Aquarius, the 11th house. This is the house of community, friendship, and social circles. The 11th house is all about group organizations, social situations, your friend groups, and anything that's social. So in this day and age, that also includes the internet and social media. 
Your attitudes towards friendships and how other people see you in a group setting is impacted by this house. And lastly, we see social movements here as well. So the difference between the 11th house and the 7th house is that the 7th house are those really close, tight-knit connections. So a really strong partnership in business, a strong partnership as a life partner, your marriage, just your soulmates, any of that. And then the 11th house is your community. These are people that they're not quite inner circle, but you still really enjoy them and you surround yourself with them. To put it simply, Saturn is going to shake up your social life. Having Saturn here as your natal position poses its own issues, let alone having your return come around. Natives with this placement tend to only cultivate long-lasting friendships. They have no time for superficial acquaintances. The lesson that Saturn and Aquarius have for these people is to align themselves with a group of others who share the same ideals and aspirations. Saturn is going to push you 11th house babes to really try and connect with people who share the same passions. This can be scary because you're used to operating in a small group and you only have your core group of people. But now it's time to really break out and find others who share your same goals and interests. You're going to find that while you're branching out, you're still going to be discerning with who you associate with because that's just the influence of Saturn. Aquarius says, try to meet new like-minded people, and Saturn says, they have to get past the screening process. If you do find yourself within a new group or a new organization, prepare to possibly be thrust to the forefront of it. Saturn is picky with who they associate with in this position, but they're still Saturn, and they still want to be in charge. And Aquarius does too. People often discount Aquarius, but I really do think that Aquarius placements also like being in charge, and that's because they know they're smart. They have a plan. They have that mental acuity, so they like making sure that their plan gets implemented. So with both Saturn and Aquarius, if you find yourself in a new group or a new community, you could find that on accident, somehow you got pushed to being in a leadership position within that group. Overall, This return could land you as being in charge of a new group and kind of finally figuring out who your people are. A lot of you 11th house babes might end up losing friends throughout the next three years, and they won't be super close friends because this isn't the 7th house, but you might just kind of have a falling out with, say you had a video game group, you might have a falling out with them or just people that you kind of had community with. You might find that they're not working out for you. And it doesn't have to be over the top and dramatic. It's just maybe that you're going to find that those people don't support you in a way that you thought they did, or maybe that you don't actually have that much in common with them. Allow yourself the freedom to explore new people, social circles, and hobbies. Remember, the company we keep is a direct reflection of who we are as individuals. So ask yourself what words you would use to describe your friends. Are those words that you would want to be described as or associated with? That's something that you really need to think about. Saturn is going to start being very choosy and selective when it comes to the organizations and the people that you surround yourself with. And Aquarius is going to say, well, if we're being picky, then we might as well pick people who have great values and who value the same things as we do so we can work as a collective to make things better. Saturn in Aquarius, the 12th house. This is the house of mental health, karma, and the subconscious world. 
This is technically the most difficult house, according to Hellenistic astrology. Seclusion and sickness are seen here. This house speaks to mental illness more so than physical illness, because physical illness is seen in the sixth house, so mental illness is seen in the twelfth. There's a sense of despair, depression, and the unknown here. Suffering and addiction, as well as enemies and our own undoing, are all significations of this house. If all that didn't sound bad enough, now we have Big Daddy Saturn coming in to just wreck shit and make you really feel that subconscious world for the next three years. Saturn is going to make you retreat within yourself and experience the inner pain that you want to hide and tuck away. A lot of what you feel might be new to you because this is subconscious. This is stuff that's not typically in our mental, emotional, or spiritual plane. We don't normally see it. This is the house of invisible suffering. And uh, I really like the term invisible suffering for this house because it's subconscious. It's stuff we hide. It's stuff we don't have access to that's impacting us in ways that we don't realize. Our Saturn return in this house is really going to put pressure on those. And you might start noticing things that force you to pay attention to those subconscious issues. You might be acting out and someone finally points it out to you and then you have to really say, why am I acting out? Why do I do these things? And you have to kind of get into that inner world a little bit. You're going to feel isolated throughout this process. This return placement really screams shadow work. If you don't know what shadow work is, you're in luck (laughs) because that's going to be something that I'm going to be diving into over the next couple weeks. It's a very Jungian term, (laughs) I would say, being someone who studies Jungian psychology. I really want to talk about this. I had started talking about it a little bit on my Instagram, but I have decided that I'm going to move that series to the podcast instead. So over the next couple weeks, we will be talking about Jungian psychology and shadow work and the shadow archetypes and even how it relates to astrology. So I'm excited about that one. But anyway, shadow work. These natives are going to have to sit with the parts of themselves they'd rather not acknowledge and reconcile who they are with who they want to be or who they know they can be. It's time to grow up and grow out of those self-sabotaging behaviors and toxic cycles. This return placement really requires a lot of introspection. I can't speak to exactly what type of shadow work you'll need to do or what parts of yourself need healing. That's something that would require me to look at your chart more or just to know your struggle and to know you personally. But what I can say is that once you start diving into your inner world, it'll be clear what you need to work on, address, and integrate from your subconscious into your conscious world. Shadow work is really just about sitting with the parts of ourselves that we deem as too scary, too ugly, too too afraid to work with, and we hide them, we try to tuck them away, and then our shadow rears its head, and it makes us fall into bad behavior and toxic cycles. A big one I see is the cyclic nature of it. It's you do something, you don't know why you do it, you regret doing it, you feel shame, you feel guilt. And then you do it again because it's the only thing that makes you feel good for whatever reason. So it'll be finding the root cause of those cycles and really kind of cutting them, cutting them off and learning how to integrate those shadow parts of you into 
your consciousness. And again, this will make sense in the coming weeks. I'm really excited to talk about this. These uh, 12th house babes, you really just need to use the next three years to get to know yourself. And I don't mean that in a superficial way. I mean that in a deep, probably want to find a therapist or someone that you feel safe and comfortable talking to kind of way. It's going to be deep and introspective and it, it could be hard depending on how much or how little you know of yourself and how much trauma or baggage you have to unpack. It could be a tough one and it's going to feel lonely. So my advice is to try not to isolate yourself. Try not to self-isolate as much as possible and really lean on your support system. Tell them, you know, I'm going through something. I don't need you right now, but I might. Can you please watch out for me? However you want to phrase it for them or to them or what makes you comfortable, do that. Lean on those support systems and they will be more than happy to be there for you. All right, everyone, those are the last of the Saturn returns. I feel like the first six were a little less rough than the next six. And maybe that's because the first six are under the horizon and uh, they deal more with the inner world and things that aren't as seen and you can kind of tuck them away and do it privately. Whereas uh, the latter half really is out in the open. Things start becoming more about other people and your relationship to others and you can't hide that. You can't hide someone away. And if you are, that might be part of your return. You might have to deal with that. But no, I just really feel like these six compared to last week are a little bit heavier or have bigger stakes, bigger bigger immediate consequences is what I'm getting from these houses. Because like with the 10th house, it's that whole, you could have an amazing glow up in front of everyone, or you could have a blow up in front of everyone when it comes to your career and what you're doing. But remember, the end of the day, it's only two and a half to three years. And once you get through it, you're done. You're done with it for the next 30 years. And if you really put the work in and you really learn those lessons, then it won't come back to bite you in the ass 30 years later. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope that you know a little bit more about your return and that you feel a little bit more prepared. As always, thank you for being here. If you want more moon content before next week, go find me on Instagram at moonmatters.astro. All right, I will see all you moon babes later. Bye.